0: Hello. Happy Sunday to all of you. Uh, Yes, as Ryan mentioned, my name is Daniel Lominguez. Um, It's an honor and a privilege to join you all in this way via Zoom. Uh, And you may see some things behind me. I'm actually in my camper trailer, quarantining ourselves as our youngest, excuse me, our oldest son has tested positive for COVID. Nevertheless, um, God is still on the move. Amen. And it's an honor and a privilege to be able to come and share with you today a little bit on the book of Proverbs. The scripture we'll be focusing on today is Proverbs 24, verses 30 through 34. If you have your Bible or your smart app, please turn to that now. Uh, We'll we'll engage that scripture quite a bit today, Uh, maybe even do a little bit of a Bible study, we'll see, Um, and and, and just leaning on the Lord and the Holy Spirit really um, edifying us in the Word today. So let's get into it. Um, As I was preparing for this message, uh, Pastor Ryan shared a little something with me, and uh, I'm going to share my screen here. And what he was sharing was this preface to today's message. And it says this, we tend to talk about work-life balance concerning ourselves with the potential negative effects of working too much. However, the ancients encourage us to consider the value of working long hours and even more the struggles and the emptiness, catch that now, the struggles and the emptiness that may arise from taking life too easy. Interesting, right? Um, I don't know about you all, but I tend to look forward to my uh, the camping trips with my family, even more so as I'm standing in the camping, camping trailer right now that we're currently remodeling. Um, <clears throat> but here we're saying, hey, wait a minute, pump the brakes, right? How about we work some more? Whoa. All right. Uh, well, let's dig into the scripture and see where this leads us. Uh, so Proverbs 24, 30 to 34. Let's read through this. I went past the field of a sluggard, past the vineyard of someone who has no sense. Thorns had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds and the stone wall was in ruins. I applied my heart to what I observed and learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. Here's the Bible uh, study section we're going to get into here. I've underlined a few words here. Uh, so the first that really stood out to me was sluggard, right? Keith key Fraser, we're identifying a person who is a sluggard. Uh, they have no sense in some of your versions, like the NIB, it says they lack judgment. Uh, so unable to make wise decisions, right? Hence, in the end here, poverty comes as well as scarcity. What do these words mean? Some of them are pretty easy to get. Whoops, sorry. Um, but, you know, sluggard, lazy uh, is another word for that um, conscious awareness, I think is good for, has no sense or lacks judgment. There's just no really like, mm, not in tune with reality. Maybe their conscience is a little disconnected there. Um, obviously poverty is referring to here to lacking money, resources, and scarcity, right? There isn't enough. Um, there's not enough or there's not an abundant, hence there's a scarcity. Uh, and so, um, We read in in verse 31 right that thorns came up um and and took over um the land the ground was covered with weeds and the stone wall was in ruins um and i you know as i was thinking about that you know it's like well you know where do where do seeds grow where does where do they flourish right um and so i think some of us may be thinking of like matthew 13 right now and in matthew 13 we're told that seeds were scattered right Um, some fell on the rocky soil, some fell on thorns, and some fell on good soil, right, Um, and so the the proverb here is letting us know that seeds are not going to germinate, and they're not going to grow in abundance here, because there's thorns, and the ground is just covered, Um, and and so we're getting a sense of the context here, right, kind of the picture that's happening, Um, so let's let's go a little bit deeper into the scripture, verse 33, uh talks about little sleep a little slumber excuse me slumber um and a folding of the hands and poverty will come on like you come on you like a thief and scarcely like an armed man so there's a man right let's review here what we've learned so far of what's happening in this context of proverbs there's a man who's a sluggard he's lazy he can't make wise decisions um and poverty has come upon him. Scarcity is upon him, as the proverb says. Folding of hands and a little sleep. Can you begin to? Let's do this. How about close your eyes right now? Close your eyes. Go ahead. Um, it will be okay. Um, and begin try to picture or imagine this this place that, that is being described for us in in this proverb. Are you seeing it? It's a land that's covered with weeds. Many of us in Fresno know that those weeds grow just about anywhere, even, you know, where there's concrete, they're just popping up. So could imagine a field that's not being tended and, you know, nothing's happening. So there's a lot of weeds. There's a wall, a stone wall that's, that's fallen apart. Can you see it? I wonder, does your, Imagination take you to a place, excuse me, takes you to a place that looks like this. Is this the place that you imagined? Recognize that place? Some of you do. How about now? Recognize that? Security bank. Where what city is that in? Whoops. That's in Fresno, right? That's in that's in our backyard um, for many of us. And 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 I don't I don't know how many of you, but the first time I read this, I wasn't necessarily thinking about the city of Fresno uh, being this place being described in Proverbs. Uh, But did you know uh, that Fresno is uh, one of the poorest cities in the United States in comparison per capita? And let me give you some stats here. Uh, The city of Fresno's 28.2 percent of Fresno County residents live below the national poverty line. Uh, which is about a family of four earning less more than 21000 a year. That means 260,000 families in Fresno County residents live in households where a family of four earns less than 25000 a year. Sorry, typo there. Um, or an individual uh, earns less than 12000 a year. This is one of the highest percentages of any county in the U.S. There was uh, another report done in 2005 um, that put Fresno as number one as the most – Uh, poorest um, per capita place in in, in the United States. Do you know why that happened in 2005? Well, it happened because in St. Louis, Katrina, the hurricane hit and Katrina, excuse me, St. Louis was number one and Fresno was number two. After the hurricane, um, uh, Fresno became, or excuse me, I'm saying it backwards. Uh, Fresno became number two. Uh, This is one of the highest percentages in the U.S. Uh, Just 14% of uh, West Fresno children read at grade level compared to 29% while Fresno Unified. Uh, concentrated poverty areas have less access to banks, supermarkets, uh, where there's healthy foods, uh, more readily available, et cetera, et cetera. You know, for the last four years, I've had the honor and the privilege to work in Southwest Fresno on behalf of every neighborhood partnership. And these people in Southwest Fresno are now my friends. And I remember my first year working there uh, coming back to the office and really wrestling with why is it that it feels like people have forgotten how to dream dreams. Interesting. And I wrestled with that for a long time. And what I came to realize was that Southwest Fresno um, is historically, has historically been redlined in our city. In other words, uh, home loans and renovation projects, infrastructure development, not happening. Um, Southwest Fresno is also home to roughly about 43,000 people. And there's only one supermarket. How many supermarkets are in your neighborhood? Come on now. Uh, you know, there's only one middle school for 43,000 people. And that was barely built (laughs) six years ago, maybe seven, excuse me, circa 2014, I believe. Um, for the longest Southwest Fresno's had a park, which was the only hill in our city. What? Yeah. It used to be a dump site that, Unfortunately, dirt was put upon, grass was planted and called a park. This is the place where you imagine you live there. Imagine that, right? This is, they're saying this is your park. Mm. Did you know that in Southwest Fresno residents have a less, excuse me. Yes. 20 years, less life expectancy just because they live in Southwest Fresno. By the way, that's only about 12 minute drive on the 41 to North Fresno. (sighs) Here's. Here's the here's the sad news. Is it's not just southwest Fresno. There is 22 areas in our city that are identified as concentrations of poverty. Now I've talked a little bit about what poverty levels are in a previous slide. These are 22 neighborhoods in our city. That's a map of the city of Fresno. These are 22 neighborhoods in our city that are impoverished, living in similar circumstances I just described in southwest, not to that extent. I would argue, but nevertheless, living in similar conditions. How do 22 neighborhoods end up like this in our city? Serendipity, coincidence, or constructive? You see, one of the saddest things for me when this section of Proverbs is read is that it ends up being taught, ends up being preached, ends up being embedded in one's heart, that people are lazy, excuse me, that people lack success because they are lazy. Now, don't get, don't, don't hear what I'm not saying right now. Um, I'm thinking through my family right now. There's maybe some folks, uh, you know, or friends that I know that straight up they're lazy. <laughs> Let's be honest about it, okay? Um, and, and there's some people that have, Uh, generational wealth stacked in their bank account, and they are flat out lazy. Come on. We know folks like this, right? They're just lazy. So let's name that for what it is, because I think the proverb does speak to that as well. But I got another point that God, I believe, gave to me as I was studying this scripture. You see, too often we blanket people that are living in poverty or with less than or not enough as being lazy. But let's go back a little bit. Let's go back a little bit to our Bible study. You see, I, I I think there was something we missed. Proverbs 24, 30 says, I went past the field of the sluggard, past the vineyard of a man that lacks judgment. Now, now now let's break this down a little bit. What did they go past? A field of a sluggard. The field of who? The field of a sluggard. Okay, a sluggard. Mm, could be a man, could be a woman, but it is definitely a person, right? You following me? And that field is theirs. There's where's my English majors at, right? This is, I believe, a possessive uh, a tense here, right? This field belongs to this person. What does that mean? That means this person was the owner of this field. They had access to this field, but yet in their laziness, they did not harvest, right? In their laziness, they did not harvest, but they had access to the field. How many of us have similar types of access, right? I don't have access to a field. Some of you have accesses to uh, fields of business. Some of you have access to fields or resources, right? And, and, and that's great. Um, and some of us are maybe wondering, like, well, you know, uh, I, I don't have access to 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 a field or to a business. Um, and by the way, by the way, um, something I'm thinking about right now is out of Matthew um, Matthew, Matthew Matthew, where he talks about Matthew 13. Yes, uh, where when 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 seeds are sown, they will they will they will they will grow hundred sixty and thirty times. Excuse me, what they are sown. Yes. So you're gonna get a hundred times, six times, or thirty times more than what you harvested. Okay, so hold on, wait a minute. We have somebody who owns a field, they have access to opportunity, right? And if they handle it correctly, hmm, they're gonna reap a harvest that is way more than they could ever consume. Why? Because it would be a hundred times, 60 times, or 30 times more than what they actually put in. This implies that because this person is lazy, this person has access and is not activating that access, they are not only having negative impact on their own lives, but they are impacting the community around them. They are shortchanging everyone around them. Now that I believe is the message here in the proverb? It's an invitation for us to say, "What do I have access to of which I can, um, I can develop, I can invest in, I can hone that skill, so that, so that those around me and those that I engage with can also reap the benefit." Come on now, if we were all made in Imago Dei, the image of God created inherently with a dignity, then that implies, and I believe it with all my heart, that we also have gifts, talents, dreams, and aspirations that are not just for us to hoard, but for us to share. We have gifts of the mind. We have gifts of the hands and we have dreams and aspirations. I'm realizing there's a heart not on here, but we have passions of the heart as well. What are those that you have in you? Maybe you don't have a business, but regardless, let's, let's put all that other stuff aside. Let's look at the simpler matter here. You as the person made in the image of Christ, you have inherent dignity with gifts, talents, dreams, and aspirations that God has given you to share for the community so that the well-being of all can be established. Because if we invest in that way, we will, we will glean 160 and 30 times what we put in. Hallelujah and amen. I wish I was there with you now so I could give you a high five and say, come on, who's getting encouraged by this? My friends, Proverbs 24, yes, cautions us about those that are lazy and what the consequences are for them but i also invite you to not blanketly oh let me say it let's not broad stroke this on all those that are living with less than many of them for generations have not had access basic to basic amenities And I could go on and on and on about these disparities and how they're just so inequitable and and just heartbreaking, to be honest. But do you know that God has called the church to be active in these types of places? Did you know that God has given us gifts, talents, abilities, dreams, and aspirations so that it says in Acts 2, no one would, would be without need? Come on. We have the greatest gift of all. We have everlasting hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. Now imagine if I'm carrying that everlasting hope that I have in Jesus Christ while simultaneously taking the raw gifts, talents, abilities, dreams, and aspirations that God has given me and then reinvesting in those that simply do not have access because they're first off don't even have hope. But we bring hope. Amen and then we can help them discern their gifts, their talents, their abilities, their dreams and aspirations and together <laughs> that's the beautiful part about it is we journey together towards the well-being of our beloved city of Fresno. Blessings my friends, it's been an honor and a privilege to serve you in this way. May God and the Holy Spirit continue revealing to you how it is you can be activated for the good of God's creation. In the name of Jesus, love you. We love you, Lord, and we need you. Amen.